going to meet is a coach and an entrepreneur helping people like you and me get a vision to find purpose and fulfillment. He's the author of Built on Purpose, Transform Your Vision into Reality. George Nicholson says each of us has the God-given seed planted in their life. But George says, sadly, most people never discover it. Let's find out exactly why. So I see how God has woven your path. Um, talk about how somebody who may have had a dream, you know, and they saw it die. What, what can you do to encourage them, to help them take steps towards it? Um, but I had always had this, this pull that music somehow was where I needed to be. And I remember my, my parents, God love them. They're both gone now. And, uh, but I remember the worst advice they ever gave me. They said, you know, stop being a dreamer. Let music be a hobby, get a real job. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. hard for a lot of people to hear because you know, it's happened to so many. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kind of viewed it as a pie in the sky dream and they didn't, they didn't understand there was something that was really driving me really uh, deep in my heart. I mean, when I heard music as a little kid, I'd listen to Motown and it just lit me up. Uh, yeah. There's just something about music that did that. And, uh, you know, I spent um, about 30 years of my professional career swimming upstream. I mean, I was, I was good at it. I was good in sales. I was good at, you know, uh, what I did, but it was never, it never felt like where I was supposed to be. I was blessed to be successful in it. And, uh, um, but it, it, it was never really something that I, I got up every day and just couldn't wait to get to it. Um, and, uh, you know, I put away my music uh, about maybe 12, 13 years ago. I packed up my guitar, sat in a case, didn't pick it up, and uh, didn't play the piano, just kind of gave it up. I said, I'm getting too old. Time to let this dream go. And um, I did. And I started working and I started doing other things. And then in the course of time, I ended up having, you know, my heart attack, which I talk about. And, and from that kind of a reawakening in my life that life is short and, and precious and, uh, you know, uh, life is meant to be uh, lived to the fullest and to do those things that, that God's called us to do. And um, so I wrote the book uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, sat down with the pastor of a church I started attending and, you um, uh, we were having lunch and we were just talking about garage bands and uh, how we were kids and growing up and playing in garage bands. And he said, oh, you play guitar? I said, well, no, I haven't played now for over a decade, you know. He said, well, take that guitar out and, you know, learn how to play it again because we could sure use some help with worship over at the church. And so I, I did, and it was brutal. I mean, the first, I mean, I remembered the chords, but my fingers didn't have calluses anymore. And, you know, I'd play for 15 minutes and my fingers would be in a lot of pain. I'm like, oh, this is never going to come back. And then, uh, you know, about a month later, I, he asked me to come up and do a couple songs at church. So I did some worship songs. And, uh, you know, it's like all of a sudden the Lord just started to open that door. They asked me to lead worship twice a month. And uh, then I did a concert at the church. And from that concert, now just in the last month and a half, I've got 14 concerts booked currently uh, over the next three months. And um so, you know, at the time I put it away, uh, it, 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 had been, it had been an idol in my life. It had been something that, you know, I tended to worship more than anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, God had to get me into the shape of the person he needed me to be before he could move me forward into that calling he had placed on my life. And uh, uh, so what I tell people is, you know, when you, when you have a, a dream about something, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, you, you have to have a true north. You have to know 
where it is your life is going. You have to have a, a you know, a, a vision you're following. People will say, well, you know, um, I want to be the, uh, you know, greatest mountain climber in the world. Okay, well, that ain't going to happen overnight. How are you going to become the greatest mountain climber in the world? Well, there's a lot of things you have to do. And each of those things become uh, missions that move you closer and closer to your objective. You know, we looking back in the uh, 60s, we had uh, President Kennedy talked about the uh, his vision of sending a man to the moon uh, mm -hmm. before the end of the decade, right? Getting a man mm -hmm. to the moon and, and back before the end of the decade. And, uh, you know, the Apollo space program is just that. So there was a vision, and that vision was let's get to the moon and, and back. Mm -hmm. That was the big picture vision. The missions were all the Apollo programs that each time moved it closer and closer. So the first mission, Apollo 1, you know, started a fire on the uh, launch pad, and the three astronauts died. Um, and it scrapped the program for a while, but they didn't give up. They started digging harder and working harder through trying to, you know, get the program right. And then you had Apollo 7 and 8 and all the way up until we finally, you know, got a man to the moon and back uh, mm -hmm. or, you know, three men to the moon and back. Um, and so that's kind of the process. The process is, you know, have a, have a true north. Where am I going? Mm -hmm. And then figure out how to put together missions to help move you in that direction. So that's my uh, next question then, George, is, is, you know, you talked about your mission statement in your book, and why is that important in setting goals? Well, yeah, so it, and it's important to distinguish between the vision and the mission. So the vision is the thing that you never achieve. It's the thing you're always moving towards. You know, our, our, our vision statement for Vet to Tech was to see that every veteran is gainfully employed following their, their service to our country. And that's something that we can never achieve fully, but it's something that we strive for every day. It's what we get up to do every day. Um, our, our mission, for example, for the manufacturing industry is we, we basically say that, um, uh, you know, we connect veterans with jobs that build America because manufacturing is just kind of a foundation, just kind of a thing that we throw out there, you know, hey, you, you served our country, now you can help us rebuild our country. We need a strong manufacturing base. So connecting veterans with jobs that build America. So that's kind of the mission of vet to tech in pursuing our vision of making sure that all veterans are gainfully employed. Right. You're working hard to get somewhere. You know, if, if the objective is just the, the end of the road, uh, you miss out on a lot. So along the way, you set uh, goals for yourself. Hey, today I'm going to accomplish this. So when I accomplish that, there's a really beautiful thing that happens in the human body. God has wired us in such a way that we have these endorphins that kick off, and those endorphins get to be like a drug. They make you feel good. And that's why winning teams have winning they, – they're always winning, you know, because it gets to be like a drug. You know, they you talk to any athlete who's experienced that, like the Chicago Bulls, you know, back when they were, you know, winning back-to-back three-peats and stuff like that. You know, you talk to – you hear the interviews of them, and they're like, you know, you build a winning culture. And people get used to that good feeling. Every time you have a success, it feels good. So find ways to make yourself successful every day. And, you know, little things. Hey, today I'm going to make 20 calls. Did I make those 20 calls? I did. I, you know, I succeeded in doing what I set out to do today. And that feels good. And the next day I want to get up and do it again. In hindsight, you look back and you say, you know what? God said I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he never did. He maybe had to clear out a lot of clutter in my life that was painful. Uh, he had to get me, you know, to a place where I was depending on him and not on myself, mm -hmm. um, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of where I really started to discover the joy and the peace of just 
saying, God, you know what? You've seen me through an awful lot over the last 40 years, and I know that I can just trust you and stop worrying about everything. If it's not going the way that I think it should go, knowing that you've got something better, it's really, really, really true. And it's so painful when I see so many people around me struggling. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and they're depressed and they're sad and they're worried. And I'm like, you know, you're, you're seeing the world through your eyes. You're, you're disappointed because things aren't going the way that you think they should be going. The moment you let go of your expectations and just trust the hand of the one who's got all things in, under his control, you're going to find that peace and joy that you're so desperately looking for. I find my greatest pleasure in life doing things where I'm helping other people become who God's created them to be. You want to get a copy of George's book, Built on Purpose, go to Amazon.com. You can watch The Call with Nancy Sebado on YouTube, listen on podcasts through Apple, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, and so many more. Be sure to join us next time, and until then, may the Lord richly bless you.